Welcome back, Pioneers. I'm Bryce Button, and you're listening to Episode 6 of The Business Office. Today, we're going to be talking about how to continue with a passion, even if it isn't your career, being involved with professional organizations in college, and internships abroad while getting your first real job. Joining us is 2015 KHS graduate Jade Harrison. Jade recently graduated from Truman State University with a degree in business admin with a concentration in marketing and a music minor. She is now working for Wonder Thompson Health doing digital marketing for different clients. Jade, thanks for joining us and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's nice to chat with you guys again. It's great to catch up with you as well. Um, just to catch the listeners up a little bit, uh, a couple years ago, I got, I think it was a random uh, email that it was um, asking for a rec letter and a reference from you, and uh, you were applying for a board position of the American Marketing Association. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got connected with uh, AMA and what you did for them and about that experience. So the American Marketing Association was something I participated in in college. It's this organization um, across the U.S. that allows you to get access to a lot of great academic journals and just like the basically the front line of like what's happening in marketing today. It also helps you with like potential jobs you want to get in the future and then just like gives you a plethora of resources so you can like really further yourself as much as you want to. Um, when I was in college, I joined one semester and we were actually at a, like a little bit of a lull. And so everyone that was on the except were graduated. I became the president right off the bat, which was interesting, <laughs> but that was super fun because I got to actually help with like giving the organization a redirection and say, okay, we're a marketing organization. How can we market ourselves to get more people to join so they can, you know, further deep dive into what they want to do. So I tried to replicate like a little quote pledge season for them where they could have um you know experience with like in-house marketing so like working for a specific company and then once they graduated from that first semester of working for like doing in-house ama work they were able to work on different clients that we actually worked with in kirksville which is where i went to school or other companies like musicians in st louis or wherever we had connections gotcha so did did Truman have like a chapter of AMA? Is that it was kind of like how like there's a DECA chapter at the high school and the mm-hmm. collegiate level? So yeah. that's that's kind of how that worked. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly how it works. Cool. Um, do most colleges have that, or is it just kind of depend where you're at? Do you know? Are you familiar with other peers and what they've kind of done at different places or locations, or maybe even other people you're working with right now? So a girl I went to elementary school with, she and I ended up reconnecting through AMA and she went to a private school in like Oklahoma or something like that. Okay. Um, so that was actually really interesting to be like, hey, you're a part of AMA too. What do you guys do? How do you run your chapters? What projects have you worked on? Any resources you guys want to swap or like what's the audience like over there versus here? Something like that. Gotcha. Are you still involved with AMA now that you're done with college and you're in the working world? I am, yeah. Um, a lot of the people who ended up joining the organization after me, we still keep in touch because I like to send them notes from my meetings. Of like, I can't send them anything that's like client related, just as a disclaimer or mm-hmm. anything super specific. But overall, tactics of like, here are things that we have touched upon that I think would be helpful for students to learn before they graduate, or so they can address it during interviews, so they can get jobs, internships, and all that other great stuff. Um, I am, I keep up with them and send them like a recap, like twice a semester, it seems. So that's been pretty nice. (laughs) 
Yeah, for sure. So it's really kind of a, it's just a, it's a professional organization that allows people to stay up to date and what's going on in the industry trends and just kind of be able to connect and network with each other, whether it's for college or job related advice, that kind of how you would sum it up. Yep. Cool. Um, let's jump a little bit back um, as we think back to high school a little bit. Uh, Jade was, uh, she was part of DECA. She was a competitor there. She took almost all of our business and marketing classes as she came through our program, our intro, sports marketing, advanced marketing, and she did some really cool work. Um, Jade, would you talk a little bit about some of the, the projects that you maybe worked on, whether it was in our sports entertainment class or the advanced marketing class and how some of those kind of led you um, or gave you some perspective and insight as you move forward into uh, your collegiate space and then ultimately into an internship, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So the one project that really sticks out to me was from the advanced marketing class, which as I understand it now is kind of combined with the sports one. Um, but the thing we got to do is after like learning some basics about marketing and all this other stuff, we would go work with a real world client. And a lot of kids ended up working with like sports teams from the school, primarily like women's sports teams that increase attendance or something. But I was actually a part of a big band called the St. Louis Big Band in St. Louis, obviously. And so I was able to work with the band director to say, hey, I would like to market one of your guys' public events to see if I can increase attendance and, and see if we can generate a profit for this first time. Um, so I ended up throwing a Gatsby party. I got custom charts for them. We did costumes. We had giveaways. It was a really grand old time and we ended up um, had, like had like 300 people at the show which was insane and I did work with the team I worked with Ben Harvey and someone else from high school that I don't remember the name of and it was awesome um, we had a really great time dressing up and seeing people enjoy it and the client obviously enjoyed keeping that pro like making that profit off the show and then I got to stay on and do a lot more projects with them so that was super great honestly that was like one of my favorite projects and when I went into interviews, like when you get to college, sometimes you can join a professional business fraternity. So I joined Alpha Kappa Psi and I had to interview to even get into the fraternity. And so they asked me if I had had any like experience with that. So I said like, here's what I did in high school with this marketing class and working with the band. And they were just like, oh my goodness, she's amazing. We have to have her. So like, that was just like super cool right there that I had experience that was relevant even from high school. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so great to hear those kind of things because sometimes we get bogged down just in the grind of the school year. And I think that people lose perspective of, you know, what we are doing right now ultimately will matter, you know, down the road. We're not practicing for a test that's not going to matter down the road that the work that you are doing really can be impactful as you apply for jobs and internships in the future. And especially as a youngster in college, I, I've heard from lots of sophomores uh, that are getting internships that juniors or seniors maybe normally get because they've actually got real experience coming from our program. And so I'm glad that um, you were able to kind of leverage that opportunity and then make it your own and, and land some stuff down the road for you. So that's cool. Um, you talked about music. Obviously, you were helping somebody else kind of coordinate uh, their event. Talk to us a little bit about your own personal music and what you're doing uh, for fun right now and how you've maintained music as a part of your life um, in high school and then afterwards, too. So in high school, I was definitely like queen of the band nerds, I felt. Um, <laughs> I was heavily involved with marching band. I really enjoyed symphonic wind ensemble when I was there. Um, I play alto saxophone, so woo, go altos! And then 
um, in high school, I decided, or in college, when I went in, I decided to actually go for a double major. So I was wanting to do a more music business route. So I've been marketing the whole time I was in college, but then I also was a music major studying saxophone and piano for a year and a half, I think. Um, it just became too much for me. And I realized that ultimately I would be, I think, happier in the long run and less frustrated if I chose the marketing route. It was definitely more my style, just the way I think, but I still really enjoy music and I loved everything I learned in all the classes I had. Right. And so with that, um, I actually still play saxophone, piano, oboe, um, and I picked up guitar and ukulele for fun. So during my spring break of my senior year of college, I came back to St. Louis and actually played at an open mic at the Irish Corner Pub downtown St. Louis. And I met a lot of really, really great people there, um, which connected me with more open mics. And then some people thought I was good enough to be on a singer-songwriter showcase um, this past September of 2019, um, where I was featured with other artists to perform original work and then also some covers of music that I enjoyed. So that was super fun. Where was that at? Oh, that was at Gaslight. Okay. Um, which is down on Shaw, kind of close to the Botanical Gardens. That's that was cool. super fun. And I actually got to collaborate with one of my coworkers from Wonderman because he plays, he's amazing at keyboard and the drums. And then my boyfriend, Joshua, he plays guitar as well. So he was also like part of like my little ensemble band, which was super cool to like hear my piece <laughs> with different instruments added to it because I can't play everything at once, obviously. Right. But then wrapping this back up into marketing, I actually have started like my own music page now I've been helping out with other artists in their music page just kind of like seeing where I can go with it and like it's a great area and place for me to test out like different marketing techniques with like paid ads um, bid, uh-huh. different bidding opportunities that you want or like strategies is the correct word my apologies and then just like really honing out like what times are best to post or what days or, like what engagement is good for your audience what kind of page layout should you have since Facebook does allow you to have like here's one emphasized for videos or for shows or for photography or like anything else and then since Facebook does own Instagram integrating it with that you know just kind of customizing here and there to optimize your whatever your goals are for that campaign so, so it's been nice to have it connect in the in the end yeah, that, that's that's definitely cool. So like for your music page, uh, if you're running some promotions or some ads, are you just trying to drive listens and downloads? Is that ultimately what you're trying to do as you're experimenting with some different things? So I'm still in the pre-download phase right now. I have <laughs> um, just purchased some recording equipment, so that should be coming in this week actually. <laughs> and then I'll get eventually on to Spotify um because that's actually not a hard process so hit me up if you're interested about that but um i did hit purchase some recording equipment and i'll eventually get there but right now it's just like driving people to my page to get that built-up audience so when i do release music it'll be prepped and ready to go it'll be a smooth transition for them to be like okay we've heard her on the singer songwriter showcase we've heard some demos like we know this is kind of her style or her influences and other artists she recommends now like now we'll be able to like go and hear more um so it's just been kind of a slow process but that's just part of figuring it out i love it i love it you've you've always been somebody who um just kind of always followed your heart and um did what you love to do whether it was what everybody thought you should be doing or not and um it's always been your passion you've always been really good at it too so it's fun to watch you thank you Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, your internship. And for those of you, I don't think I mentioned this, but I I did kind of tease it at the beginning. Uh, Jade studied abroad and had an internship in Ireland, 
one semester of college. Jay, talk to us a little bit about who you interned with and what you got to do over there. Uh, I think this was about the same time that we got reconnected kind of for your reference via AMA as well. And so I remember watching some of your pictures get posted. It looked like you had a pretty good time over there. I absolutely loved it. Ireland is like the top place in the world I'd recommend you go. And I definitely want to move back there and live there just for a little bit. So my internship, I was a marketing intern for the Galway Mayo Institute of Technology Innovation Hub. So GMIT is a set of universities located in Galway and Mayo, Ireland. And then I was in the Galway campus, which was much bigger, way more fun in my opinion, but Mayo is still great too. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the Innovation Hub is actually a co-working space, which I think you guys might have learned about now mm -hmm. since you're in advanced marketing classes with Mr. Bunton. Um, so the co-working space was a really great place to learn a lot more about different companies that have been started up in Ireland and how we could help them with their business plans, you know, strategize their financing so they can like, you know, have, you know, stay in business and all this other stuff, find fun, like support sponsors, and then also like get their product really out there in the market. Or then also just like, if you can't afford to rent a whole, you know, business unit, you can just rent a desk or you can rent a room for a way cheaper price. And then like you get all these additional resources. So I really enjoy because I love helping people grow and learn, as you can probably tell from like, you know, being involved with band or being involved with AMA or like the stuff I did in high school. Um, and that was just a really great opportunity. Interestingly enough, it was all med tech. So it was like funny that I ended up working at Wonderman. So that was super right. cool. But when I was in, um, when I was there, my biggest project I did besides running like a few like Twitter and social campaigns and other stuff like that was executing a conference on artificial intelligence. Um, it was there were for 300 people. We sold out. It was named the must-go-to event in AI this year in Ireland by the Irish Tech News, which was actually super exciting. I got to dive into a little bit of website design, um, creative design. So if you guys haven't learned InDesign by Adobe, definitely would recommend it because that helps. Or even Canva is super useful for all of that. Um, and then just helped it along. And then by the time my internship was up, it wasn't ready to launch yet. But the intern who took over had a good enough base of like, here's the vibe we're going for. Here's the messaging, the campaigns we have set up, go for it. And so then my boss from Ireland, he actually uh, gave me a shout out in the video. I got to Skype watch it. And it was it was probably the, one of the best things I've ever done. But That's it was cool. also had a super good base because it was more of an events based. Um, like while it was all focused on artificial intelligence, I was helping more out with like, the actual event planning and so all my experience from like the St. Louis Big Band marketing class I had in high school, like that definitely paid off long run. So that's awesome. You talked about getting a chance to kind of do some social campaigns for different um, companies. We that's one of the things that we spend a lot of quite a bit of time kind of learning how to do and then actually executing whether it's for like Pep Nation or for DECA or even for some of our clients, lots of our small businesses here in the St. Louis area have very minimal social presence and most of them aren't doing it very well. So there's a great opportunity for us to partner with them to be able to do some of those things. What tips do you maybe have for some of our students as they're thinking about creating social campaigns as far as managing content, creating content, uh, planning content, any kind of generic tips that you found really useful over the year? And then obviously the things that you're maybe even doing now that you'd be willing to share with them. Yeah, definitely. So this is going to be in like kind of a random order. So sorry, there's no flow. No, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but I would definitely recommend knowing what's 
like just right off the bat knowing what specs to use because you know on instagram it's going to be a square photo or like you know your face like your profile icon will be a circle or on facebook you know your cover photo is going to be a certain size but an event cover photo will be a different size your profile is going to be a different size so canva is a free resource you can use you can obviously upgrade to like a pro version if you want to for a little extra money a month which is honestly worth it in my opinion um so when using those to overall design what you want for your campaigns will be super easy to interchange between those and then the specs will already be set up so it'll look perfect once you set it up when you go through and you want to like learn more just like in general about digital strategy i would definitely recommend um, any free certification course that you can use like a good one to start off with i think for you guys would be hootsuite and they have a yeah. social marketing one you don't actually have to pass the certification test because that does cost about 100 to 200 dollars um they actually just made the, the certification free. test free for teachers and students, I think, in the last <gasps> few weeks. Oh, yay. That's amazing. So. So definitely do it, please. I had to pay money for it. So if you can get it for free, for sure, take advantage of that. And I know in the beginning when you watch the videos, you can be like, oh, this is so easy. But definitely take the time to understand how Hootsuite wants to lay out the basics to you and then keep building off of that. Google also has a digital garage. We can learn a lot about that. And I know one thing for me right now that's super huge is Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. If you can understand that and campaign manager and tag manager, and then also like the respective Facebook version of Facebook pixel that will shoot you like way above a lot of other candidates right now. Um, if you wanted to work for an agency, a lot of that knowledge is still useful, but like working in-house marketing would be probably better if you learned like InDesign as well, because they want to have a marketer who can kind of hit all of those different aspects. Since like if you work for a different company, they might not have, the funds to pay for a designer or yeah, you know they're, a copywriter they're not as specialized yeah they need somebody who's kind of can do a little bit of everything mm -hmm. so that's why like having like if you take your own facebook or instagram for example and you want to have your own brand kind of like i'm doing with my music page mm -hmm. um that's definitely a good place for you to be in a safe space to experiment like you know save 20 bucks a week and then experiment with that ad money to see like how you can hit those different objectives of like driving people to a website if you've made one or purchasing um, a clothing line that you've designed anything else like that yeah we've got quite a few students who are um, have either been doing like some drop shipping businesses or yeah they, those are great they've been experimenting with just some of their own products we've got a couple different students selling you know different kinds of apparel or um, and so there's we've been i've been trying to get um, help them try to get to that next level and think about like actually spending marketing dollars to try to drive some of that stuff but everybody's just so nervous to kind of jump on board or to take that plunge and so we've been trying to do a little bit more with some of those resources too well if you're a little nervous another thing you can do is just like on your google calendar because i'm sure most of us have gmail accounts or on your student account make a content calendar so then you don't actually have to pay money right away you can figure out your strategy from there and you can have like add different calendars on the side so you can filter through and say this is going to be my facebook calendar what ad what i want to run here and like what would it look like for example what's the messaging that i would use what audiences is going to hit um how much money do i think i'd want to spend and then you can kind of you know build one up for instagram for pinterest for youtube um linkedin if you wanted to hit that one or like whatever platforms you think are more pertinent to whatever you're selling or promoting um and then just kind of start off that way if that would make you feel more comfortable because I think one thing that we think about overthink too much in high school is that like I have to hit every platform and like be super present on that. But if you think about like what type of product or service you are offering that you're wanting to showcase, think about where your audience is. Like I'm going to start focusing more on Spotify and YouTube 
and then Facebook and Instagram probably. I don't need to be on LinkedIn for this. I don't need to be on Tumblr. People still use that. I don't know. <laughs> um, so definitely focus on those. And then keep ahead on like social media apps that will be blowing up because um, when TikTok was really new, I downloaded TikTok, followed everyone to try and figure out like how were people using this and who was becoming more popular and why. And so keeping on top of those trends as well will definitely help you in the long run. Speaking about just like staying on top of trends, are there any good podcasts or places you kind of subscribe to, to be dialed into what's going on in the digital marketing space? Um, so the AMA emails that they blacked out are super helpful. Also from Wonderman Thompson internally, we get a lot of really great news from our parent WPP network. Um, ad week that's definitely good um if you follow like any advertising companies like especially the big ones like ogilvy and stuff like that those would be definitely good ones to look at as well but then just like normal day-to-day news i don't know i like i look at twitter a lot (laughs) and twitter actually is pretty good about like on e-news or something showing some of those trends that might pop up soon which is super random but i found it works so far I like Twitter. Uh, Twitter was the first social media platform I really kind of really ever grasped, but I've struggled to go away. My students have talked to me and kind of navigated me more towards Instagram over the last couple of years. But since we've been at home, I really haven't had a whole lot of reason to be on Instagram. I feel like Instagram's not your news source, where Twitter is like my news source. It's where I get sports news and stock news and investing news and education news. And so I've definitely gravitated much more back to Twitter over the last month than I had been for a while. That's for sure. And for now that makes sense with everything going on in the world, Twitter is going to be where you find more of those things while Instagram is going to be more of like a happy throwback place or, you know, a little bit more content instead of here's updates. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, everybody was trying to move their brand message and their lifestyle messages on Instagram. And I feel like all of those messages have just been so disrupted now. I, and I honestly haven't gone back and looked at like what lots of the major brands are doing on Instagram, but I can't imagine that they're still trying to push a sell, 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 buy, buy, buy message like they had been. Yep. Um, let's talk a little bit about how you landed uh, your first job from college. What was that experience like? What was your kind of application interview process like? And um, any advice or tips you have for any of our college or high school listeners as they're thinking about uh, kind of moving forward and trying to land their first job? So I used a bunch of different websites and kept up profiles and had to keep updating my resume a lot, which is definitely great. Um, In college, I went through a lot of professional seminars like when we'd have guest speakers on the campus they'd normally have like a small office hour to where you could come and present your resume to them and they would critique it from their perspective or i could go to the career center and utilize that and they would critique it i've had friends critique it um my dad and my mom since they're both professionals and especially my dad he's in the industry that i'm in or at least wanted to go into that was super helpful to have his eyes on it of like what people in a marketing agency would want to see on a resume um but then when going through the job, especially as a marketer, I would, depends on what you're looking for, I'd caution you and just really be careful to read the job description because I ended up having a lot of sales representative jobs, interviews, which I just wasn't aware of that's how they were labeled, honestly, because they advertise it as something a little differently. Gotcha. Um, so just depending on what you want, be careful. I wouldn't be afraid of using staffing agencies as well because they do have inside connections with companies that you might not otherwise have opportunities with, which is actually how I found my job. 
I found my job through a staffing agency called Avenica. And so they set up the interview and the job I ended up getting with them, with Wonderman Thompson, didn't, wasn't anywhere online actually. So you just had to like get in the right circles and then eventually find it. But definitely use your career center if you have one in college to practice a mock interview or find someone in the industry who has that knowledge. Like this is when a LinkedIn profile would definitely be useful because you can put in your bio um, seeking opportunities in this field or this position. And then through your connective net, your, through your network, you can see like who works at this company that I might want to be able to reach out and chat with. And like, it's a good way to just even like see how people have been doing. Um, I found a sorority sister and also a fraternity brother from college who works at Wonderman. So I got to ask her a few inside questions before interviewing with the company and seeing how she felt about it. And she loves it. I love it now. So it just ended up working out really well. That's good. LinkedIn is something I've been pushing our students to do every year for the last few years and really trying to harp on them. They don't really understand right now how important that profile can be as they navigate the internship world. And I keep telling them, build it now, you'll need it later, and then you'll have it ready to go. And it'll be a quick, easy update for you once you get there. Yep, definitely. Just make sure to keep your resume updated there as well. Yeah, because people are always looking whether you realize it or not. Companies can run different search parameters based off of who you are, what your expectations are, qualifications, degrees, all that stuff, whether you're even actively looking for them or not, too. Yep. Okay, uh, to wrap this up, let's do a couple of throwback questions, things I always do with the, at the end of every podcast with everybody. I haven't prepped you for these, so off the top of your head. Okay. Uh, what's, one okay. Your favorite, what's one of your favorite memories from KHS? Marching band games. Okay. I uh, like the fo- I know they're football games actually, but to me they're marching band games. <laughs> um, I definitely enjoyed having those, you know, Friday night lights and being able to like just cheer with people and all that other good stuff. And I especially love the sax brownies that we would always have every home game. So. Nice, nice. Um, who was your favorite teacher at Kirkwood? You and Mr. Nixon, actually. Oh, you don't, you don't have love, to say that just because. <laughs> no, like 100%. Like, you guys were super awesome and definitely, like, I've tried keeping up with you guys as I can just to, like, say, like, hey, here's how your classes have definitely, like, helped me along the way to, like, get to where I am in, like, my very early career right now. But even, like, how it helped me through college, like, I would not be where I am without you guys. We appreciate that. I know that Mr. Nixon, actually, we just talked on the phone a little bit earlier today, and he said to say say hello to you. Um, Hi! <laughs> but we, we really always appreciated the work that you put into. You always put your best foot forward, and um, we're always a, a phenomenal student to have in class. We really enjoyed it, and we're watching, enjoying watching you grow up as well and uh, oh, do, do some cool things. Um, and then lastly, is there any last kind of career advice or maybe even just college advice? College advice might be a little more practical for our listeners as they're, that's the stage they're getting ready to head into that you might want to leave them with. Okay. Um, one thing that I have learned by accident is that when you're going through your first two years of college, everyone says, do your gen eds first, get them out of the way. But if you know what you want to go into and you're pretty certain of that, I actually ended up mixing my gen eds with some of my harder classes. So when I was the last semester senior, um, like May, like that January to May, 2019, I had two hard classes that were like 400 level classes. Mm -hmm. And then I had two really easy classes, (laughs) like an English 101 and a Chinese class. And that was super awesome because like 
I was able to really focus and give a lot of my energy and effort towards those two classes that did count towards my major, but then also like be able to sit back and enjoy like learning about something else and like kind of take a breather. You know, Mm -hmm. I still like paid attention and like tried to do well in it, but it was a lot easier to digest that material when I wasn't having to focus on four or 400 level classes at a time. I could have a little bit here and a little bit there. Um, And if you're not sure of what you want to go into, definitely just poke around. It doesn't hurt to take, you know, a few extra classes here and there, or like take some in the summer if you want to, just to like balance it out if you can. So I think that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I think that lots of our students are still in that. I think I might like this, but really don't have any idea. And that's the way I was too when I went into college. And I talked about that on some earlier podcasts. But um, I think that the uh, the easy answer of, oh, just do your gen eds early is can be dangerous because doing more gen eds early doesn't help you figure out what you want to do. It's just more high school. And um, it dabbling into some different areas is a good idea earlier than later. Yep. We yep. definitely agree. Well, Jade, much appreciate your time today. It was uh, great catching up with you and um, best of luck as you continue to move forward and uh, en- enjoy your stay at home time. So <laughs> thank you. You too. Awesome. Bye, guys. Thanks. That was Jade Harrison, and I'm Bryce Button. Thanks for joining us on Episode 6 of The Business Office. Don't forget to follow or subscribe on SoundCloud or Spotify. Until next week, it's a great day to be a pioneer.